welcome to the Legacy Music Hour. My name is Brent Weinbach. I am Rob F. Switch. Uh, this is the video game music... What? What are you laughing about? <laughs> I just was making a statement there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're loud and proud. <laughs> um, this is the video game music podcast featuring only 8-bit and 16-bit era video game music. Um, and uh, before we get to today's topic... Um, I wanted to mention about the Taito episode we did this last episode. Yes. You know, you were asking about Double Dragon and if that would have been, uh, you know, uh, an eligible game for that episode. Right. And I said no, because I, th- I think it's, it's, it was published by Trade West and it was developed by Technos. Well, as it turns out, uh, I noticed that later on after we, we recorded that Taito actually did publish Double Dragon, the arcade version of Double Dragon, in North America and Europe, not okay. in, not in Japan. Okay. So the arcade version, the North American arcade version, or the European arcade version, would have been eligible for the Taito episode. Okay. So just wanted to put that, clarify that. Um, also, we were talking about cartoons and stuff, and Hanna Barbera and that sort of stuff, and the, the listener Victor. Um, he uh, let us know that uh, that UPA, I, you know, I said Hanna Barbera was the was a sort of reaction against Disney and Warner Brothers and that fluid style of animation. Yes, but um, I, I, yeah, he he pointed out that it's actually it was actually UPA that kind of made that movement against the Disney style, and he's right. I, I mixed that up, and I think that. I think what happened was is UPA started doing these these artsy um, kind of animated shorts like the Telltale Heart and um, you know th- it was this sort of uh, artistic reaction against Disney style animation um, being more stiff animation and then um, I think you know Hanna Barbera kind of you know took that style and you know c- used it for their you know used it because it was they were able to you know it was an easier way of doing animation and right. Victor also pointed out that you know a lot of those Disney uh, cartoons were made for uh, or the shorts at least were made for the movie theater and they had more time to work on them whereas the Hanna-Barbera had to make these the for the TV and they had to churn out a lot more so it was an, an, a more uh, a cheaper and more efficient way of churning out cartoons so anyway uh, that was that uh, thank you for your uh, those comments, Victor. And um, anyway, let's get to today's topic, unless you have anything you want to mention. Uh, I wanted... To, well, it's kind of in line with uh, today's topic. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I just I just missed this uh, on a previous episode, but uh, we had a post from uh, Nerd Talk Radio on our Facebook page about a um, Sega console coming out. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That was an April Fool's joke, right? Yes. Yes, and I just wanted to say that I fell for it when I saw it uh-huh. because I didn't I didn't, uh, I didn't, didn't click on the link. I just saw it in our email. You know how we get the Facebook updates in our email? Yeah. And then I just was reading the update through the email. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that, I, I thought, wow, this is fantastic. Uh-huh, yeah. I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Is that St. John? Uh, I think he's involved with that, yeah. He's involved with that, so... Yeah. Hey, he pulled one over on me. He's a he's a trickster. That's St. John. He's a, he's a trickster. Yeah, but there is no no Sega console on the horizon. Right. Much to my my disappointment. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you got him. You got you got us both actually. Yeah. You got us both. 
Um, Good one. I believed it too. Okay. Actually, I believed it too. Um, the uh, okay. So today's topic: launch, launch. Okay, so if this is episode 128. We're going to focus on launch titles. So these are all titles that were released the same year as the that the console was released. So um, they can't be. Uh, we it, it gets a little complicated because of um, uh, it gets a little complicated because the of when the North American releases of these consoles. Um, well, actually, let me just read it. Let me put it this way. Actually, there's an email that we got from. Uh, we, this was actually a, a suggested topic from a, a listener named Ryan. Okay. And um, he, uh, I think he kind of put it really well. And I'm just going to read his e- part of his email um, suggesting this topic. He said, "I th- I was thinking it would be cool to do either launch games, which would be games released in the first year of each of the system's lives, or Twilight games, which would be games released in the final year of the system's lives. Um, I was thinking it would be great to hear what the music sounded like when the technology was new to the composers, and they were still figuring out how to use it. Um, Okay. And and then, well, he goes on to explain why uh, Twilight games would be a cool topic okay we'll talk about that later sure um anyway um so to stay true to that idea of um of of the composers working with the hardware kind of for the first time we made it so that we restricted the launch titles that we picked to the japanese release of the consoles of course because you know by the time nintendo comes out in north america it's 1985 and they've already had a couple years to sort of deal with the hardware so to stay true to that idea of um working with the hardware for the first time or for that first year of the hardware we stuck to the you know the famicom release all of the the, just the original the japanese releases of these consoles so and so because of that um i'm I'm just going to list off the years here that we're going to be dealing with um so you know basically we've got the famicom in 1983 coming out so you know only famicom titles from 1983 Mm -hmm. uh the Sega Master System, which in Japan was called the Mark III, from 1985, okay? Mm. Um, the PC Engine in 1987, that's the TurboGrafx-16, which came out in North America in 1989. Um, the Mega Drive in 1988, Game Boy 1989, Atari Lynx from 1989, Super Famicom from 1990, um, and which was the Super Nintendo, which came out in 1991 in North America. Um, and we also, you know, it was... With Neo Geo, Neo Geo 1990 and Game Gear 1990. Okay. So uh, those are the years that we were could draw from from each uh, console, and uh, and that's um and that's so that's what that's what we'll be hearing from. And so be, and we're going to do this chronologically as well. So right. we're going to hear this sort of progression of uh, through the years of, of these composers working with these these consoles for the kind of for the first time. So th- I think this could be a neat. This is a neat topic. And thanks to Ryan for suggesting it. Okay. Let's and uh, I think you're going first. Yes. Let us go back to 1983 when the Famicom is on the scene. It's brand new on the scene. I have got a game uh, that is not brand new. It's been around, Donkey Kong. Uh, I have the composers here listed as Shigeru Miyamoto and Hirokazu Tanaka. Yeah, I think Hirokazu Tanaka only did the um, sound effects, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but, uh Yeah. But I, I guess, and Shigeru Miyamoto, he's, he's the game designer as well. 
I, I guess he did the music. Uh, I'm not sure. Actually, I have, I have to look into that. I'm not sure that's entirely true, actually. It, it might have been somebody else, but I'll look into that, though. Okay, so to kick things off, I have a Donkey Kong track for everybody. Donkey Kong title screen music. Was this your was this arcade game music as well? I don't. I'm not sure. I I don't know actually if this was used in the arcade or not, but it might have been. I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's obviously a very short piece. And sure, you know yeah. the thing about this this older music. I mean, this stuff from the Famicom era or this early Famicom music is it's it's really kind of pretty basic stuff, you know, and it's it's close to you know sounding like Atari stuff, you know. Yes. And so, um, you know, get these kind of more simple pieces like this, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into it to see uh, who who composed that. You know, it might because I can't I can't, don't can't remember if that is actually in the arcade that that piece. Um, and and if it, then I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, I'll, I'll figure it out. Right, right. Can we can we listen to that one more time? Just, yeah, just please have another sampling. Nice, you so know. That's just uh, the story of a of a tortured of a tortured gorilla. A tortured gorilla. He's mm. just trying to get his trying to get his piece mm-hmm. of the pie. Yeah. So, um, so um, I'm going to stay with the Famicom. Yes. And uh, I had a track picked out for the Famicom. Again, this is from 1983, and uh, this is from the sequel to Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in this case, uh, Mario is the bad guy, and uh, Donkey Kong is the good guy. Actually, he's he's more like the princess, and Donkey Kong Junior. is there to save save his dad slash princess. Right, <laughs> um, his dad, the princess. So um, the uh, uh, this is um you know this is a really kind of primitive sounding piece of music, um, but I have kind of a an. I don't know. I have stuff to say about it, and I almost—it's almost like I wasn't—I almost wasn't going to pick anything from this from a Famicom game just because they're so sort of simple, you know. Right. But um, you know, I just thought I would. Uh, this this is important, f- not not because this is a, this isn't a super amazing piece of music, but I think it's important for this episode, I guess, and it's also important for another reason, which I'll explain later when we come back. Okay. So this is music composed by uh, Yukio uh, Kanaoka. And this is the uh, level one BGM. And uh, again, it's from Donkey Kong Jr. for the Famicom. The 
This is music from Donkey Kong Jr. for the Famicom. This is level one BGM music by Yukio Kana, uh, Kana, Kanaoka. Sorry. Um, and uh, like I said, this isn't a, like a, an amazing piece of music or anything, but it's kind of important to me because, you know, I used to play this game in the arcade. All right. And um, this piece of music got stuck in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it really actually, even though it's pretty really simple and there's only just one voice and it's just a few seconds long, it really got stuck in my head to the point of where I remember humming this mm-hmm. I, and I was uh, I was in elementary school. I was humming this and my t- to myself and my teacher uh, said to me, hey, is that Donkey Kong Jr.? And I said, yeah. And I thought, wow, that's cool. You know, that's cool of my teacher to right. be able to. But I mean, it also, it's it's cool of her one, but also it's cool because this, mu- this music was recognizable enough or catchy enough that my teacher was able to recognize me humming it. Yes. You know? So that's kind of, that's kind of neat, you know? I mean, all it is, I, I was just humming to myself. I was just doing that to myself, and then she she pointed she she called it you know she didn't she na- she maimed that tune you know some sometimes that's what we do when yeah, we're yeah, driving we're in the car we'll hum each other but is that where that stems from yeah kind of yeah it okay. finds its roots in, in, in elementary school yeah ah, I see but um so I I just I think that's kind of a neat thing like like I said this isn't a great like it's, you know like this isn't a crazy piece of music but it it is something that did get stuck in my head and was catchy so there's something to that there's something to be said about that I think you know it reminds me of uh, the invincibility music in uh, Super Mario series a little bit a little bit a little hint of a little that. bit a little hint of that yeah. okay so i'm going to i'm going to go again because um i have a mark 3 track picked out ah, from 85 and then, and you, you, your, your next track is a is a PC Engine track from '87. Right. So I'm just gonna go again, and then Rob is gonna. I think you have two PC Engine tracks. Two PC out. Engine so tracks. you'll go. I'll go again, and then you go. Tw- you'll go twice in a row. Um, so we're gonna move on next to the the Mark III, which was known in North America as the Sega Master System. Um, so this came out in 1985, and um, what we're gonna hear from is a game called Great Soccer. This is the card version, okay? You know, Sega Master System accepted these cards, and it also used cart- cartridges. Right. Because um, this is the, the, just the card version, and the card version is different than the cartridge version. The cartridge mm-hmm. version came out in 1987. Um, this one came out in 85. Uh, the composer is unknown, but it was uh, made by Sega, developed by Sega. And we're going to hear uh, Main Game from Great Soccer from 1985, uh, a launch title for the uh, Mark III.
This is music from Great Soccer for the Sega Mark III. This is main game. And uh, yeah, so it's, a, it's a catchy little tune. Yeah. got a little bit of sadness to it too you know yes you're right not this part right here but coming up right around here this part right here for a little pee-she engine. Yes. Okay. Everyone remembers this. In uh, North America, released as TurboGrafx-16, but in Japan, was the pee-she engine. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, like I mentioned earlier, this came out two years before, in Japan, two years before it came out in North America. Um, so, 1987. So, I have a soundtrack from the game Bikuti Man World mm-hmm. from 1987. Here you go. Booty Man World. 1987 PC Engine. see music our listeners are aware of this but it is a pc engine twofer today well maybe maybe not oh <laughs> you're a crazy man <laughs> indeed or maybe i am yeah oh well you will maybe be maybe, you play. maybe maybe <laughs> i'm going with a title by the name of shanghai also from 1987 yes pc engine
Shanghai. And that is for the PC Engine. This is actually a Mahjong game. Probably could have hit this for the uh, Mahjong episode. Sure. It's got that uh, Asian Asian sound mm-hmm. to it. It's very cheery, and uh, you oh. got a nice little sprinkling at the very end, yeah. which is my favorite part. It comes right here. A little shower. Yeah. Sprinkling, please. Oh, you want some sprinkle? Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, you said it was going to be a twofer. Yes. Or whatever. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to follow up with something. Well, I'm just saying you're wrong. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a threefer. A threefer. It's a threefer. This is unprecedented. Because I, I have a... Uh, PC Engine track picked out as well. This has not happened since our TurboGrafx-16 episode. <laughs> is that true? Has <laughs> it really been since then? Well, then it probably, was probably, <laughs> I guess, probably. It's the second three for TurboGrafx-16 three for since the TurboGrafx-16 episode. Wow. Well, let, well, let's see how long uh, this streak lives. Okay. Yeah. How long this this time? This, this time. This, this, this streak, period. This yes. day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, here's another game uh, that came out the uh, year that PC Engine was released, 1987. It's called Victory Run. Well, that's what it was known uh, in in uh, North America, the, but the uh, Japanese title was Victory Run Eiko no 13,000 KM. I mean, 13,000 is not KM is probably not how you say that in Japan, but um, that's what it looks like at least. Um, so... Uh, this is a, a racing game, and uh, oh, it, actually, is it called? It might even be yeah. So it's just called, um, just called Victory Run in North America. Um, the music is composed by uh, Takeki Kunimoto, uh, who did the music to Robo Warrior and uh, a lot of Hudson games, actually. Um, and this is a Hudson game. We're gonna hear Race Music Three, and uh, and uh, yeah, the, again, this is music from Victory Run. Echo no 13,000 km.
This is music from Victory Run. Echo, no, 13,000 kilometers. Um, for the PC Engine, this is music by Takeki Kunimoto, and this is Race Music 3. I kind of feel like this is the most like advanced sounding track we've heard yes, so far. You it's, know, it's, it's like the progression. It is taking us on quite a run so far. Uh-huh. I would say, yeah, it's... But this is a... I like this track a lot. It's just... I like this a lot right here. Watch this part. I like that. The the little dig it dig it dig it dig it. What ep- what episode was it where we were talking about dig it dig? Oh, Digga Diggas, yeah. I don't know. A lot of them. I think all of them. Actually, all the episodes, I think. This is a good track, though. This is this is a really good track. Okay. Let me set this up right. 1989. 1988. 1988 or 89 for the Sega Genesis? It's 88. The Mega Drive, the Mega Drive. Mega Drive, excuse me. Genesis comes out in 89. 1988. Yes. Right. I'm sorry. I'm, my heart is always with the Genesis, but I, I forget it's the Mega Drive. Yes. So let me set this up again. <clears throat> Can you give me an E? E. Okay. 1988. There is a giant in the video game world that everybody knows, but on the horizon... There is a, a newcomer, and the heavens part, and lo and behold, Mega Drive. Oh, I wish I could do that thing with the voice, <laughs> you know, the God voice. Mm-hmm. Mega Drive, 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 Drive. Mm-hmm. Of course, Altered Beast we've heard from, so I, I didn't, I didn't pick, I didn't pick that one. Uh-huh. I think we picked uh, the best tracks from that. Yeah. So I found Super Thunderblade. Yes. Yeah, I have a track from this as well. The composer is Sting Saito. Yes, and I and it looks to be that that is the alias for a composer named uh, Sachio Ogawa. Okay. I will be playing stage one. Did you like high scores? That's what I picked. Okay. Yeah. I liked high scores too, but I like stage one more. Yeah. I had that. That was my second choice from sure, this sure, game, sure. actually. So from 1988, Super Thunderblade, Mega Drive, here is stage one.
Welcome Mega Drive. <laughs> Welcome Super Thunderblade. We've been expecting you. Stage one. It's just uh, beautifully composed. It's, it's a little jazzy. It's mm-hmm. groovy. Mm-hmm. It's chill style. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's good. It's good. Chill style. It's good. Oh. Graphics for this game—they remind me of uh, Space Harrier. Uh huh. You know what I mean? The chopper is flying. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. It's kind of got that th- 3D-ish. The 3D. Kind of now it's got that Mode Seven graphics. Just kidding. That's Super Nintendo. You, if I'm looking at this for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. And I see that. Then I hear this music. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'll take ten Mega Drives, please. Thank you very much. I'll take ten. Mm-hmm. Ten. Pack them in my car. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, um, my my cousin was a, a Sega guy. You know, and uh, I played I played Genesis a lot when I you know through him. And well, I mean not a ton, but I, I played I played a fair amount of Genesis because of him. And um, you know, Super Thunderblade was a game that he had, and I kind of well, okay. Here's the thing. So I picked a track from S- Super Thunderblade. Yes, and I picked high scores as mentioned earlier, and uh, that's this is at the after your after game over you you can enter your initials and this is the music that plays during that section. Right. And when I was younger and I played this at my cousin's house, I, re- I actually re- remember the high scores music playing. Oh, really, I, I remember thinking it was good. You know, even when I was when I was younger, I remember playing the game and thinking, oh, I like this. I like this, you know, name entry music. You know, this is. It had, I, I just remember there being a, an orange kind of screen uh, that kind of, to me, had a, an islandy feel to it, actually, or like a kind of paradise-like feel to it because it was orange and sunsetty, sort of. It's okay. what it kind of felt like to me, right. you know. And um, and I remember the music being really good to that part, and I, I remember just wanting to listen to the music on that during that part of the game. Well, part of the game. So. Um, the um, uh, a few years ago, I remembered. I, I thought to myself, "What was that game that I played? Uh, you know, where the there was that orange name entry screen, and you know, what, what you know, and and had that music. I was thinking, I want to, I want to get back into that music and find it, but I didn't remember the name of the game. You know, okay. being Super Thunderblade. I thought it was called Choplifter or something. I knew there was a helicopter involved, right. but I didn't know what it was, and so um, uh. But and so finally, through you know researching for this episode, I found the track. I mean, I, I you know I, I listened to the music for Super Thunderblade because it was one of these you know uh, first year titles, and boom, I found the track, and I, and it was just it was a neat discovery because it, I thought to myself, wow, I finally found that track that I had been thinking about for the last few years and that I had liked a lot when I was well, when I was younger. I have two two parts two two part question. Number one. 
You didn't Google helicopter I, well, Mega Drive I, game? I thought, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was like called Choplifter or something. I don't know. Maybe I, I think, maybe I did. I don't know. I'm pretty I, sure I, if you Google helicopter and Sega Genesis, this will probably be at the top of the list. Maybe so. Maybe I didn't do it. Maybe I wasn't proactive enough, you know, about trying right, to find, right. the, you know, track down this track, you know? And then number two, I thought you were going to say, and then just a couple of years ago, I was just thinking about this song and I started humming it. And then my teacher said, is that, is that Super Thunderblade? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's it. And then I was able to look up the soundtrack. Right, yeah. and your teacher just disappeared again. Right. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's funny. Anyway, so here's that long lost track that I finally found. Right. And now I'm going to share it with the listeners and you. Well, you know it already. Right. Um, but uh, uh, so here it is. This is high score from uh, Super Thunderblade for the Mega Drive, 1988, and this is music by Sachio Ogawa, credited as Sting Saito. Super Thunderblade. This is High Scores music by Sachio Ogawa. And uh, yeah, this, I don't know, I just, the music just feels, feels nice, you know? You know what I mean by feeling nice? I'm feeling it. It's just, it's got that orange kind of feel to it. I you think know? everyone is, that's listening to it right now, they're just, they're just thinking, in the zone. They're just thinking orange. <laughs> they're thinking ozone, the orange zone. Okay, or- orange right, zone. Right, right. It's just, um, uh, yeah, so this is the, I, I totally this this track just definitely made an impression on me when I was younger, and uh, it was cool to finally kind of find it again, you know, because I had forgotten the name of this game, even though I could have probably Google it, Google yeah. it, Google it, Google it, did a better job googling it, and yeah. you would have found your answer in two seconds, well, I less thought, than two seconds. You know what? I'm glad it worked out this way. You know what it was meant to be. Yeah. And now you're having your reunion moment. Yes. Yeah. You can go ahead and cry if you want. You can cry if you want. Why don't you cry for me? I think I'm all cried out. I'm not going to cry for this song. I may oh, really? Yeah, because you cried before. Yeah. You know what I just realized right now? Our our PC Engine streak ended at three. What do you mean ended at three? I thought, you know, we said how long is this streak going to oh, go? I thought, I thought you meant streak isn't how long we were going to go again until we play another three. Three no, well, three, no, three no. I was row, saying, I, how, I mean, just how long are we going to be keep playing PC Engine tracks? Oh, okay, yeah. You know, I, th- I think it, <laughs> it would have been really funny if just we would have just kept going. How, how many PC Engine launch tracks were there? Oh, I think there was only like four titles right. or something like if that. We just, yeah. <laughs> if we just kept going and just would not three. stop playing PC Engine tracks, and it would have just gotten to the point where we were just playing blips, you know? Beep, right, boop. right, right. Moving along to 1989, 
Okay. Now, this gamers are getting very demanding, and there has to be something for the gamer on the go. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, the Game Boy. Yes, and this was released in Japan and in North America the same year, 1989. And uh, you know what's weird about the Game Boy? Well, not weird, but I guess it makes sense. But all of these consoles that we've been playing when they were released, they only had a few titles that were released that year, you know? I mean, three three to four titles, you know? But um, the Game Boy, though, in, in 1989 alone, there was close to 30 titles released for the Game Boy. I was just getting my, my gifts for you here. And speaking of titles... I, uh, I had these laying around, but I know you have a Super Game Boy. So... I, uh, I I I told you already what you're you're going to get mm-hmm. over the phone, but just try and and fake uh, the yeah. same reaction you had. Okay, I'll try when to we were talking on the phone. Okay, to recreate this for the yeah, LMH users. Let me get into that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, Brent, I got some Game Boy cartridges Hello? for you. Hey, <laughs> I don't actually answer the phone like that. Actually, I don't answer. I don't answer the phone like this. Hello. I actually answer the phone like I answer. I don't. I don't question the phone. I answer. It. I go like this. Hello. Right. So, Brent. Yes, it's a it's it's the switch. Oh hi, hi guy. Okay, I've got uh, some Game Boy cartridges here laying around. I don't know if maybe you'd be interested in them. Oh uh, yeah, you no know, sure you you have Super Mario Land. Um, I can't find that one. I can't. Oh find really? It. Right, right. But I do have some other ones here for you. Oh, so okay. I have got here boxing. Um yeah, sh- I mean sure, I, I'll take oh, it. Oh wait, hold on, I'll hold take on. it. I guess. Hold I mean, on. If you, do you want it? It says heavyweight championship boxing. Oh, now I want it, actually. Yes. <laughs> Never mind. I thought it was just regular <laughs> boxing. Then when the, you know what these cartridges say made in Japan, so this is uh this is some legit legit uh merchandise. This isn't some knockoff okay. cartridges I got at the swap meet. Gargoyles. Hold on, let me hand this to you. Since we're here now, right. there's boxing for you. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Thank you. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, if as long as you don't want it, I'll take it. You know? Okay. Not the reaction I was hoping for. But thank you. You have uh, gargoyles, huh? I mean, you know, I, I'm Capcom sure. Capcom title? I, I get, is it Capcom? Oh, yeah. It must be based on, uh, like, the, the, the gargoyle from, um, you know, the, the, the Ghosts and Goblins, you know. Okay. So there's that. All right. I'll take it. All right. Sure. I'll take it. All right. It. Again, not the reaction I was hoping for. And then we have Dig Dug. I mean, you know, I'll take it. I guess I'll take it if you don't want it. <laughs> sure, all right. There you go. <laughs> thank, thank you, though. Thank you. Okay, and then I have this game, uh, Castlevania Adventure. Now that I want. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's for you right well, there. That's, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, definitely. And I know you want to come over and play, play yeah. this because you didn't want to look down at that screen. Well, when I, when I bought my Game Boy originally, about a few years ago, I, I, just, I found it on eBay, the original Game Boy, the big brick, the brick boy. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. I bought it with all these games, and I was really excited because I wanted to play. But within just a few minutes of playing Super Mario Land, I got a headache. Yeah. Those graphics were just hurting my eyes and hurting mm-hmm. my head. The yeah. only game I can play on it is Tetris. Mm-hmm. So I have these cartridges laying around. So I figured if you got the Super Game Boy, yeah. let's make an appointment. Sure, let's make an appointment, yeah. Okay, enough of that. Let's get back to the music. Sure, yeah. But thank you. Thank you for these these gifts. Yes, yes. So much of the Legacy Music Hour salutes you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Super Mario Land. Yeah, this is a classic Game Boy original release game. This is it right here. Um, I will be playing the ending track. Yes. I pick I pick this track as well, actually. Okay. This, I had this picked out for my Game Boy track, and uh, 
in ter- by the way uh, i'm i'm representing seven different i think seven different consoles on this episode that's very impressive remember i've only got four, i think it, you five? have five five yeah. um but uh this is um yeah this is a good track i picked this out too but th- this will make it i'll pick my my alternate okay game but yeah M- this music music by hirokazu tanaka by the way super mario land ending here we go Super Mario Land ending Game Boy 1989. Nice closure type piece. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Even though you know Mario is just going to continue this endless cycle. I beat this game. Oh, yeah? I On mean, the original Game Boy? Yeah. But back in the old days, I beat it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you can still see right now. Right, right. But I, w- I would like to get this again, though, for the, for the you know, or I, w- I would borrowed it from somebody. Yeah. Did you have to blow in those cartridges? Well, you know, I, w- I was playing Donkey Kong for Game Boy, because su- I got a Super Game Boy recently. Right. And I did... It wasn't working at first, and I did blow in it, actually. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if that is necessary or not. Yeah. Right, right. All right, well, I'm going to stick with the Game Boy. And, um, I mean, you know, I, I was going to play that track, but since you played it, I'm going to play something from Makai Toshi Saga for the Game Boy. Okay. That was what it was, what it was called in Japan. Um, and uh, because uh, it was later released in North America as Final Fantasy Legend, but I think it was released uh, a year later or something like that, so... Um, I'm calling it by its Japanese title since, you know, that that's what it was called in 1989. Ah, you know? I see, I see. So, um, Makai Toshi Saga. Um, this is the first of the Saga games in in Japan. And uh, we're going to, he- and this is music composed by Nobuo Uematsu. Um, we're going to hear Forbidden Tower, which is this track I've been sitting on for a long time. I actually had this picked out for the Nobuo Yamatsu episode that we did for episode 25. Um, Finally getting around to playing it now. (laughs) 
music from Makai Toshi Saga, otherwise known a year later in North America as Final Fantasy Legend, or The Final Fantasy Legend. This is music composed by Nobuo Uematsu, and this is called Forbidden Tower. Kind of gets disco-y right here. A little bit, yeah, sure. Okay, moving along to 1990. 1990, yeah. A new kid on the block emerges Mm -hmm. who would later become king of the block. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I'll, I'm going to say it uh-huh. on the record. Yeah, everyone else knows it. Uh-huh. Super Famicom. Ah, uh-huh. uh, yes. Uh-huh. I will be playing, uh, let's see, Koji Kondo's Super Mario World. Okay, yeah. And I I like Vanilla Dome, also known as Map 3. Yes, okay. Okay, here's a little Super Mario World music. <laughs> Vanilla Dome, Super Mario World. <laughs> yeah. Very beautiful bass and a sprinkling <laughs> of the uh, bells. It's it's a funky track. You're tearing up. A little bit. I thought you were done crying. Oh wow, I am tearing up. Wow. <laughs> this was this was the track. Uh-huh. Wow, a Super Famicom track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know why I'm tearing up? It's the end of the Sega Genesis era, <laughs> right here. No, no, it's not. It's this is what it signaled. Well, I don't know. That was it, man. They spelled doom. I guess. So. This is right here. This is this is the new kid on the block coming in, and uh-huh. just. You know, it's funny. The music does sound like some bad boy kind of guy coming right. in. You know? Yeah, going. Uh, <laughs> what are those three buttons on your controller? <laughs> but what's it's funny? Nice. Is, but yeah, right. <laughs> but what's funny about it is that I think of the Genesis as more of a bad boy. You know what I mean? Because it's, you know, just the, just the way it was marketed too. You know? No, it, it didn't didn't end up being that way. I I kind of think it was more like the Super Nintendo was more of the the preppy. It's more of like the preppy, the preppy bully, like, the, you know, like kind of like the preppy guy, popular kid kind of, you know what I mean? The rich, the rich preppy kid? Sort of a thing, you know? Maybe uh, the, the Biff, if you will? Kind of a, th- no, not Biff, no. No? Like a kind of a James Spader kind of, like Super Nintendo is the James Spader of video okay. games, you know? Okay. Sort of, you know? Sure. And whereas 
Genesis is sort of the Judd Nelson. Oh. You know what I mean? Something like that. But this music kind of says otherwise, I guess. Yes. <laughs> so that's how I saw it. Yeah. Well, if I was alive around that. If, what? If I would have been alive back then. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Sure. So, um, also coming out in 1990, there's another new kid on the block, actually, mm. in the in the portable realm. Okay. Okay. So, you know, Game Boy's having fun, doing its thing. <laughs> and... <laughs> it's been a, been a nice little Game Boy. Yeah. And then comes along the Game Gear from Sega. Ooh. This is 1990 as well. And... Uh, this is from a game called Zangir, um, and um, this is a this is a Japanese only release, um, and uh, it, the music is composed by Masaki Uno, but Motoi Sakuraba also worked on this soundtrack, and uh, it's one of Motoi Sakuraba's early works. But this track in particular is Masaki uh, Uno. We're gonna hear "Spring of His Life." And this is from Zan Gear for the Game Gear, 
This part right here is the best right here. Pretty, I mean, you know, pretty uh, fully formed piece of music for, and uh, you know, the Game Gear, I think, you right. know, for the first year of its release. But then again, it was adapted from, you know, this Japanese computer game. So, but still, it's, I, I think it's impressive, though. Yeah. I will be finishing off my sets. Oh, appropriate. Final fight. Okay. Yeah. This is uh, was originally an arcade game, and then ported over to the Super Famicom. It was one of the strong uh, showings from the Super Famicom to show, hey, this is what we're all about. Mm-hmm. And there was a big rivalry with Streets of Rage, if you recall. Yeah. This is originally sp- supposed to be Street Fighter Two. Mm-hmm. The composer is Toshio Kajino. And I will be playing for everybody here, Mad Gear Gang, also known as Introduction. Your gang. Final fight. Also known as the introduction. And this, um, this is a winner of a track. But I'll tell you what, the intro song to this one, pound for pound, you put that up against Yuzo Koshiro in Streets of Rage. I'll tell you who the real king of the streets is. I'll tell you who wins that final fight. Yuzo Koshiro? Oh, that intro song is just mm. all time. It's funny you say that, actually. I'll explain, that? I'll explain it a little oh, bit. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> Gone. You want to go again? Why not? You? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hit that one more time. Do you have this game? No. I wish you did. I would. I would love to make an appointment with you to play this game. Oh yeah, okay. two player action. It's, e- it's easy to get. I can get I know, it. I, I can know. get I'm, this game. I'm just saying. I'll get it. Mom, if you want me to get it, I'll get it. If you want to get it, you can bring it over. Well, let me see what I can do. Or you can see what you can do if you've got if you've got a Final Fight connection still alive. You got a hot tip on that one. <laughs> Kind of sounds like the end uh, on Street Fighter Two, and um, it's like 
after you you're, you're beaten up or you know after after the fight it's like dun, 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 dun. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, is that your teacher outside what <laughs> your teacher oh oh yeah right 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 <laughs> are you guys home in street fighter yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so you're saying yuzo koshiro would win yes in the fight right yes well it's funny you say that because my next track is from yuzo koshiro boom but it's not Streets of Rage. It's a it's another um, title that came out the same year that Super Famicom came out. Act Razor. Okay. And um, so again, 1990. Uh, this is uh, this is called All Over the World, and I'm trying to remember where this is from. I, you know, I've, I have this game. I beat it. It's it's a really good game. It's a really great game. But um, I can't. I actually not even really sure where this is from. I think it's when you're you're doing it. There's a boss parade, I think, at one point at the end. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I, for sure there is definitely a boss parade. Right. I think this is the music that plays during the boss parade. Um, you have to just fight all the bosses. Where did we come up with that term, boss parade? Uh, we didn't come up with it. It's, 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 it's an it's it's actual real term. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think it's a real term that's used in video games. We right. have to fight a bunch of bosses in a row. In a row, right? So this is uh, again from Yuzo Koshiro, who's just this. I mean, he. I don't know how it's amazing that this game also that this okay the level of sophistication that went into the, the compositions in this game is just it's crazy to me and especially on its first year too on the system's first year you know yeah. I mean it's incredible this is this actraiser soundtrack is just a feat you know because it's he's using the technology for the you know this first year technology and it's and he's really creating just amazing like orchestral music and it's just really good. I mean, just really like just sounds like twentieth century classical music. So alright, this is all over the world. Music from Act Razor for the Super Famicom. <laughs> from Act Razor for the Super Famicom music composed by Yuzo Koshiro this is all over the world and just what a what an incredible 
and dynamic and expressive piece of music, you know? I'm just... Ahead of its time. So impressed. Mm. You know, it's so good. It just really just... There's so much... It really just goes in so many places, and it really just... I mean, this this piece of music really kind of tells a story, you know? Sure. Love this right here. It's just, it's really whimsical too, you know? I think this is just so amazing that the the piece goes to this this in this direction here where it's all slow and and stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, this is so cool. I think this is just so neat. This piece of music here. It just it's it's I mean it's like a real piece of music, you know. Classical music, you know, 20th century style. Right. All right. So that uh, almost brings us to the end of our focus on launch titles. Um, for a full track listing, you can go to legacymusichour.com. Le- Legacy you can uh, also comment or uh, question, or if you have any questions for us, you can... Uh, send them to LegacyMusicHour at gmail.com. You can call us and you can text us, 281-SONIC-91. And um, let's see, if you if you want to do a, the, the, the poll, the, the Legacy Music Hour poll, you can vote for your top three favorite tracks from this episode by uh, emailing LegacyMusicHour at gmail.com. And in the subject, you can put uh, 128-POLL. And you can list your top three favorite tracks and see who comes out on top. See who who really wins the final fight. Right. Oh. Maybe it is Yuzo Koshiro. I Maybe like he that. does. Yeah. Um, and so, um, what else? The uh, next week's episode is going to be uh, Twilight titles. Sure. Okay, as suggested by the listener Ryan. And uh, okay, so and you know, so what he was he's he um, suggested that title because he thought it would be. Um, he thought it would be cool to hear, uh, you know, what the music sounded like when the technology was, I'm quoting his email, what the music should sounded like when the technology was considered old and the composers were having to try new things to make the sound, the music sound fresh. So, um, you know, I thought and both of these are really good ideas. And so thank you again. I mean, I think this launch episode, launch title episode was a, was a really cool idea. I'm glad we did this. Right. And, um, Next week, we're going to do this Twilight Titles episode. So, ideally, it would be titles that were only released in the last year of the console's life, right? But if you look into it, it's a lot more complicated to figure that out, you know? Sure, sure. Because, um, you know, uh, well, we'll explain this next episode. All right. So, um, that's what we'll do for next week. Check it out. I think it'll be fun. It'll be nice... um, uh, complimentary episode to this episode all right all right so we'll leave you with uh here's a, we'll leave you with a game gear track uh, another track from 1990 um this is uh from a game called uh 
Sokoban. And this is a Japanese-only release. Unknown composer for this. And um, also, um, I didn't... uh, Yeah, kind of didn't figure out where this was in the game, actually. But um, this is... uh, Yeah, this is here's a here's a track from Sokoban for the uh, Sega Game Gear, and um, and that's it. My name is Brent Weinbach. I am Rob F. Switch. Our engineer is Monica Xiao. The name of the program is the Legacy Music Hour. Thank you for listening. <laughs>